When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ferreira at the far post. Can he get a shot off? It's Ferreira to get his second. Yes, he does. Goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski. Thomas Ferreira has picked up the second. It's 4-2 Houston Dynamo. Welcome back to the Houston Dynapod Season 3, Episode 19, following our uh, draw with SKC. Guys, first things first, make sure you like, share, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. To our new listeners that are following us on Spotify and Apple, as always, thank you. We appreciate it. To all y'all giving us five-star reviews, you are awesome. And all of y'all that have given us one-star reviews, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, Joey, <laughs> Joey, what's up, dude? Dude, not much. Just chilling. Uh, how's life? It's going pretty well. Yeah, any any big news? Any big news? Fuck no. Um, I'm moving in. Really? Three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. Where are you going? Going in with the old lady, with the missus. Where's that at? It's out in uh, this little crummy beach town called Bay Cliff, but it's she lives in the nice part and a uh, nice house, two stories, five bedrooms, hot tub, yard, hot hot woman, crazy kids. Not much to complain about. Pretty excited, man. Let's get the fuck out of this apartment. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> These fucking how far, how far is that from the from the stadium? Honestly, it's the same distance as where I am now. Because it takes me about 20 minutes to get to a highway. From where she lives, it takes about 20 minutes to get to a highway. It's just from here, I would go west to 288. From there, I'd go west to 45, which means nothing to you. But to our Houstonians, they they understand. Yeah, I told uh, I told my daughter's mother. I said, hey, I'm moving to Baycliff. And she goes, Oh, the land of meth heads and pedophiles. Do you think that's a <laughs> she goes, Do you think that's a good idea? I posted the, the screenshot on Instagram and this bitch spelled it P-E-T-A-F-I-L-E-S. And I was like, Yeah, you just completely spelled that wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry the Texas public education system let you down. I'm looking at it right now. It looks like a nice little place. <laughs> it's not bad. I mean, there's some seedy parts, but no seedier than second, if, third, or fifth ward. It, it looks like you're going to get absolutely fucked if there's a hurricane. Well, technically, it's not my house. That's true. But her house has never <laughs> flooded. It didn't flood during Harvey, which was fucking massive. It didn't flood during Ike. And I've already told her we're going to take steps to put in like French drains and stuff to alleviate any flooding. Dig mm-hmm. down the... Uh... <clears throat> Dude, I drank this cranberry juice too fast. and went in the wrong pipe. Dig out the... Uh... <laughs> Dig the ditches out more, keep the grass nice and low, and uh, sandbag it if we have to. Sandbag the fuck out of it, because we're going to convert the garage into an additional living room. Okay. So, and there'll be nothing out there that's like of importance, but the house is never flooded. And if, if it ever got to the Harvey point, I would be sandbagging that motherfucker. And we have two stories. So the there kids downstairs, the kids will be downstairs, and they'll have to drown. 
but her and I will be upstairs like in like Rapunzel in the castle, just waiting, you know. But my kids are excited. They're excited. They don't have to all share a room anymore. Yeah, I got four kids in one oh, room. Oh, it's beautiful. Did my daughter, my oldest daughter one time, they all pissed me off and got in trouble. And I said, go to your rooms. And this little girl looks at me and she goes, we only have one. I was like, you're a dick. You're rude. <laughs> but I love her. Uh, that's really it, man. I got, I'm fucking busy. I was up late last night getting ready for this show I'm hosting here in eight days. I'm hosting my first comedy show in Alvin, Big Axe Bar and Grill on July 19th. My buddy who's a- nice. uh, my buddy's like a touring comic out here. He does Louisiana, different parts of Texas. He'll be at uh, Luis Gomez's Skank Fest in uh, Vegas, I think. He's going to headline it. So we're trying to like really do something here that that they tried to do before and they totally fucked it up. That I think I think we'll be able to do it. So if you're in Alvin, Rudy, get your ass out there on July 19th at 8 o'clock. <laughs> 50 Cent Wings and $3 Manhattans, which you really can't go wrong, dude. You can get full and drunk for like under 20 bucks. Hell yeah. Can't be. I want, I want some 50 cent wings. Yeah, they're pretty good. I need to turn my ring oh, off. sure. But uh, all right, man. SKC match. I I was driving around town and we were, we had all the kids over at her house. So I didn't get a chance to watch it. She doesn't have Apple TV, not till I move in. But I kept up on the radio, listened to the uh, sweet, sexy voice of Glenn Davis. And we ended up with a draw. Yo, they are in form, are they not? SKC? Yeah, though they've been great lately. Yeah, Alan Polito's been the oh, best God. forward in the league of the last like month. Dude, like I I I saw that goal and like I heard him score and I was like, how the f- how do you guys not account for him? He is the most dangerous person in MLS right now. What happened there? Well, what happened there was Bartlow had the biggest pedestrian pass I've ever seen. He just passed it into absolutely nowhere. Uh, turned it over in her own half. And, you know, the, the defense wasn't in a good shape to defend the counterattack because we weren't expecting Bartlow to turn it over like that. And that's what happens. He did I a mean, uh... really, really clever pass from Kinda. The finish was really nice. And it was it was kind of just a really broken play. And was it was it as broken as Amin Bossy's interception? Possibly. And was that bad? Yeah. And he then, just... uh. Sviachenko was, I mean, in the, when the play happened, Bartlow was kind of in the middle of the field, or the middle, or not the middle, more towards the right of the back line. Eric was pretty much playing right back. Uh, Escobar was starting to make his way up the field, and then Artur was covering that sort of space for the left center back. And you turn it over like that. Herrera's nowhere to be found. Steres is too wide. And then one pass is in, one-on-one with Artur. Artur is not really much of a center back, and he got beat one-on-one. And he chipped easy him, finish. Yep, he chipped, nice little chip. Chipped those things. I mean, I guess it's not an easy finish. Easy finish for a player like Polito. I'll say that. Yeah. But, uh, dude, we, you know, we did something. That was the first time. We'd only trailed. I think it was – we've trailed for 17 total minutes at home or seven. It's a ridiculously yep. low number. And our record when trailing, when conceding the first goal, was like 1-7-1. and one. Oh yeah, it's really bad. But you know what we did? What and you know, a lot of people will be upset we didn't get the three points. SKC are in form and they're playing well. But we did something that we haven't done in forever, and we fucking fought back. And we were scoring in stoppage time twice. Yeah, I don't know. It was. I, th- I think the performance was good. I think, I, th- I think we performed really well for eighty-eight minutes. I think there was two minutes where Bartlow made a stupid pass and Artur dove into a tackle really stupidly in the box and you know 
Yeah. That's what happens. Instead of winning two nothing like we probably should have, you lose or you tie two two. It was your player Keep of the match. In the foot. My player of the match. Oh, Herrera, easily. Active, easily. Yeah. Not even close. Yeah. I was very excited that Aliyu finally got on the score sheet in MLS. Yeah. Oh, that was great. I th- I think I think he played an excellent game, even besides the goal. He was kind of everywhere. Yeah, he did. He he finally he looked the he looked like the guy that we've been saying he could be the whole time. Yeah, I mean, I th- I, th- I think there was a few really good performances. I thought, I, I thought Hector was the standout for me. I think Escobar had a really smart game. Uh, or I think Quarry had an excellent excellent game. Most of the guys, like most of the guys, had a pretty good game. It was a pretty well fought match. You know, pretty pretty balanced. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was very few. Poor performance. I thought Bossy was not great. I thought I thought Artur wasn't. Well, the thing with Artur, he he's good for eighty nine minutes, and then he makes the one slip up, and that that knocks him down a lot because you, know, you give away a penalty. But he was great, other than the penalty. Yeah, and if you look at the stat sheet, we we did outplay him. We had the ball oh, more. We, we had four times as many shots. Our XG was twice as high. No, I, I agree with what Ben Olsen said. Ben Olsen said, if you look at the stats, this might have been our best performance of the season. Yeah, and it's against a team that is really finding their footing and is, is coming along. Unfortunately, we ended up dropping two spots in the table to ninth. And now we got to listen to those bitches over there in fucking West, West Texas talking about, we're in seventh yeah, now. Okay. Yeah, fuck them. You, got, you guys got like five home games and seven road games. We got what is it, seven and five for the opposite? I think so. And then yeah. Polito, Polito scored on the penalty. What happened there? Was it legit? I didn't see oh, that. Oh, it was, you know, you, you try to look up in a textbook of what a penalty is in soccer. You'll find that one. Who got the card of that one? Was there a card given out? Was there a card? I don't think Arturo got the card. No, he did, he did he not. A card? Nope, he, he did, did not. not. So he did not get a card for that. Yeah, it wasn't like an egregious tackle. It was just, it was just late. It was reckless. And it's just disappointing because he's better than that. Yeah, and the uh, Ivan Franco got on the score sheet. I don't know. Uh, I have mixed emotions about that. I, I, I think this is his role. I think his role is just late sub when we're trailing to just be in the box and create chaos. I think that I think that's what he should be for the rest of the season. He's not a. He's not a player you want to start very often or give a lot of minutes to. But when you need a goal, you throw him on. He gets in a good place. He'll finish the easy stuff. Now, because if you look at him and you look at the matches he started, Bupkis, he's done nothing. nothing. You look at when he's been subbed in, he's got two goals and an assist. Yep. Assist versus the Red Bulls, assist versus Austin, and an assist for, or excuse me, assist versus the Red Bulls, goal versus Austin, he, goal versus Casey. He gets, he gets the job done against tired legs occasionally. I mean, I'm, I, I think I would start him against Minnesota. Just because well, Nelson has had two poor games in a row, we need to rotate because we have not been doing a lot of rotate in the front. It's been a Liu, Baird, and Nelson for like four or five games in a row now. Some sort of rotation is needed. And, you know, if if he's going to kick on, you got to at least give him a chance to at least. And you could always go 4-3-3 three, three and drop uh, drop Quinones and stick Caicedo in the midfield. Ache Ache in our tour and run a Liu Bossi Baird up top. You know, to give Nelson a break. Yeah, that's always the thing. I I, th- I think I would start. I think what I would do for this next game, I guess we could just we could that could segues into the preview for next game. But 
I think I would start the midfield. I would start Art or not Arturo. I'd do Herrera and Caicedo double pivot with Bossy and then Franco, Baird, and Aliu up front. I think that's what I would go with. No Ferreira? Hell no. He said he's suspended. Didn't he just it was just a yellow card? How did he get what happened after that? Uh MLS disciplinary committee fined him find him and suspended him. Oh man. Yeah, I, I uh I was looking up what he did. Knocked the shit out of the guy, did yep. he not? Oh, dude, it was beautiful, but it was also stupid. He's just, you know what? He's just trying to show Big Ben he wants to be in the team by hook or by crook. I can get shit done. So now we got a hitman. We got the Paraguayan hitman in uh, Sebastian Ferreira. But uh, Minnesota's coming up, dude. And they are uh, not very good, but they have one game in hand on us. And really, I mean, what what are you thinking here? What's your feeling here? Uh, for this next game? Yeah. I think I think we beat them. Uh, I think it's not going to be easy. I mean, it's MLS. No game is easy, but they come in. They got Reynoso back. Reynoso has been balling. He's been insanely good since coming back. So you got that. And then also, uh, what's his name? I can never pronounce his name. Long Wayne. Uh, yeah. The, Bang- Bangakuli. Yeah. I don't know. How to, the South African guy. He's He's been informed lately. Timu Puki just came into the team. I'm sure he'll probably get his first start against us. That's going to be a rough one because he's a, he, he's, he's a top class striker. He was, he could start for much better teams than MLS teams. That's weird. He's from South Africa. Most of uh, South Africa is predominantly Caucasian. It's weird. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they were they were not very nice to the to the African folks. I almost said African American, but if they're in <laughs> they're in Africa, they're the South African Africans. South African Africans? How's that work? Something like that. I don't know. Damn. So if you're from South Africa and you know how to classify this, let us know. Actually, my son plays with a kid from South Africa. And I always say, Yeah, the kid from Australia. And he's like, Dad, he's from South Africa. I was like, it's all imperialism. They're all British. Chill out, relax. Um yeah, Reynoso to me, not as hot as Polito, but kind of a similar situation. Missed some time, come back, finding his footing. Uh, I think Mikhail coming back is definitely going to help. Oh, yes. Yes, please get Barlow out of this damn lineup. Because Viachenko, he's the real fucking deal. Mikhail, oh, I think, is the real good. deal. Hadebe is the real deal. Barlow's a work in progress. Barlow is a development piece. He's yeah. good sometimes. He's absolutely brutal sometimes as well. I think he's had one brutal match, and then he's had a couple where he's had like the, the in the you know the brain fart that led to a mistake. But like brutal wise and terrible performances, one or two, right? And he's this had is a few. And we also watched Tim Parker suck it up back there for years, and now he's kicking yeah. ass over in uh, St. Louis. Yeah, good for him. I'm happy yeah. Parker's doing good. Uh I am too. I never really disliked him. I, our our form isn't great though right now. It's it's not, it's not I mean, winless in the last three, but I mean, it's two, it's two tough road games, a home game that we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. So I think we go on to this next one. I mean, it's a, it's a must win at this point against yeah, Minnesota. 100%. If we don't get three points out of this game, it's, it's not looking great. My, what, I, what I was saying beforehand, I really, I think we need to get seven points out of these three games, the SKC, Minnesota and Colorado. Yep. I think this is a really good opportunity to get three points here at home against the team who just got slapped. 
Well, I think so, I think uh, I think your seven might actually end up being five. I think we beat Minnesota and we draw the Rapids. That's very, that's very possible too. I mean, but the five's fine. Four from now puts us at thirty-two. Colorado suck. We we need to beat them. They're horrid. They they're do, they're but, just they're just bad. But it's 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 such a change in environment and climate. You know, uh, the, the yep. thinness of the air, the the, the air quality is going to be totally different. But we will be able to press the whole game. Well, we won't because of the fucking air. But it's going to be cooler. But you know, lower oxygen amounts in the air at that elevation. I learned that in uh in PE seventh grade. I paid attention. <laughs> but, but I mean, it should it should be a win? Three wins, eight draws, ten losses. They got they got a negative fourteen goal difference. They're by are they they're, 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 are they worse than Miami? Are they close. worse than Miami? They're close, aren't they? I think they might be. Eighteen points. Oh, they're way worse nope. than Miami. They're seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, they are worse. Three goal difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are worse. Damn. God. They're they worse than suck. Toronto too. Oof. How dude? How they've fallen off, man. They used to be a juggernaut. Yeah, I mean, so, well, I mean, they they put all their all their eggs in the uh, the Italian players basket, and they both. Well, I mean, Bernadeschi's just not performed at all this season, and and Signe hasn't played much. And when he has played, he's been pretty good, but like he's not staying on the field. I mean, they've lost Mark Anthony K and Richie Larea for the Gold Cup too, which that stinks for them. But they'll be back, so that could that's a plus. Yeah, and if you I mean, get their, their, their veteran signings they made just haven't really panned out. I mean, they were looking to Matt Hedges to be the guy in the defense. I mean, he's been he was all right and then got hurt. Sean Johnson was supposed to be the leader in goal, and he's just kind of been all right. And you know, we got to keep in mind with our run of form right now. We're doing this without Coco. You know, it's it's a it's, true. A it's a downgrade in midfield, and somebody we're going to get to the questions later. But somebody did ask something about Coco and about trading him, and I, if the price is right, yeah, but I wouldn't ever act, right now wouldn't actively look to move him. He's our third highest rated player, and he's uh, tied for second in assists. That's true. It is true with a whopping two. But either way, I mean, he adds a different dynamic and a different ability going forward that Caicedo and Artur do not offer. He's similar to Hector, but not quite Hector. Well, he's yeah. the same profile as Hector, which is why. Um, I mean, if an offer comes in for Cucko, I'm pulling the trigger immediately. If it's anything more than what we paid for him, we paid like two million for him. If we're getting like four or five million for him, instant. Yeah, absolutely. Dollar. See ya. I mean, Hector's like Saks Fifth Avenue. Coco is more like J.C. Penny. Yeah, that's fair. You know. All right. I think. It. I th- I think it just adds way too much flexibility to not make that move. Yeah. And I mean, that opens up money that opens up an international spot that would, uh, but no, also he has a green card. Ah, man. You know, these guys, these, these athletes get green cards so easily. How come these people walking over from El Salvador can't get them? Dude, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, couple... when you're, when you're playing for your, when you're playing regularly for your national team, it's easier to get a, a green card. I think, I think what would help the, the migratory patterns from Central and South America is if they dribbled soccer balls all the way here and filmed it. And then the ones that never lost possession, give them a contract. Sign him up. Turn him into eights. Be our box-to-box midfielder. Here we go. Uh, prediction for Minnesota. You got a scoreline, you think? Scoreline. I want to see some goals. 3-2. Oh, I'm going to go 2-1. Because Ben, I think Ben will score. I think we score early and Ben gets pragmatic. They tie it up, then we score late. That's that's a good prediction. I think I think uh, Reynoso and Pookie get on the score sheet for them. And for us, I'm going to go with... I think I think Aliu gets another one. Yep. And I think Baird gets one. And then I'm gonna go with 
I'm gonna go Thor with a nice late winner. Oh, the bench. that'd be good for his confidence, and that'd be great for the argument of who starts at striker. Yeah, I want to. I don't. I just don't think Thor's the right profile to start at striker, but I think no. he's great off the bench, and if yep. he keeps scoring goals off the bench, then perfect. Absolutely, no, I agree with you on that one. All right, yeah, I'm saying two to one. I think uh, I think Ache Ache and Ali will get on the score sheet. Man, did they! That little champagne football they did and that goal was fucking beautiful. Oh, so nice. That was so nice. I mean, did you get did you get fully erect? Because I did. Oh yes, yes. Like my zipper, I was straining. That was just. The zipper. I mean, it, it, that's like the type of soccer that I really grew up on too, loving with Arsenal, even back in like the 2010 era, 2011, 12. You know, we had Wilshire and Giroux and Van Persie and Cazorla and Ozil and doing all the fancy flicks and all the crazy shit that they did. And that's prime Wenger ball. I mean, I guess not prime Wenger ball because not when they won all the trophies, but that's prime Wenger ball in terms of playing that, that type of soccer. And just to, to see that replicated with the Dynamos, just that, that, that made me happy. Yeah, that was, it looked a lot like what gets done to me in FIFA when I play online. And it's usually <laughs> followed up by me yelling "fuck" and punching the couch. <laughs> I hate when they go to the end line and they just they just draw it back and it's an easy fucking goal. That's all they do in FIFA. That's why I stopped playing FIFA because everyone just plays exactly the same. End so, line, pull it back, yep. kick it in. It's fucking stupid. You know what it is? It's it's a it's a uh, it is a glitch in the code of the, how the defenders play without user user uh, control. It's the AI glitch. Yes, it is. The AI defense is is like. Jesus Christ in some moments, but then when they're cutting the ball back, they're morons. Yeah, they just stand still. I don't know how many times yeah. the guy's been facing the other way and a guy runs right by him, then he tries to, to run around. Stupid. But uh, yep, all right. It's so, terrible. Topic four. There's been a lot of uh there's been a lot of social media posts about an incident, incidents at Shell Energy Stadium. Now, was it only involving one of the supporters group or was it all of them? Oh, uh, it was just the surge. Just the surge. To my knowledge. I saw it was posted by DJ Smook, who, uh, judging, I mean, I, I don't think I've met him in person, but I, I, I follow what he says online. And uh, oh, look, I got a delivery that I can't take. And he seems like a very level headed, reasonable person. Most of the guys in the surge are like that, except Sean Ringrose. Sean's, a, <laughs> Sean's very argumentative and opinionated. Sean, I love you. I know you don't listen. I haven't talked to him in a minute, but, uh, so what they were leaning on the railings and they're they standing out, on the railings uh, and they so threw to, them out. So to my understanding, what happened was they st- now, please correct me if I'm wrong. This is what I've gained from listening to what the security has said to what the surge guys have said and to what people who saw it happen said is that they were standing on the railings and throwing the water or whatever, like they usually do. And then around the 60th minute, the security asked them to stop. And they had a discussion about it, and then they kept doing it, and then they got kicked out. That is my understanding of the situation. I mean, if you were asked to stop by the security, you probably fucking should. And right? that's my and that's my issue with it. I mean, again, I don't know the whole scenario. I don't know exactly what words were spoken, but from my perspective, if they ask you to stop doing it, whether you disagree with it or not, you stop doing it, and then for the rest of the game. And then the next day, you know, you have a conversation with, uh, what's his name? Malcolm, who talks to the supporters groups from the security and you figure something out. That's kind of, that's how I think it should be. I think it should be handled better than arguing with them 
because I know that is what happened. They are people and they're argued with the security and that's what more led them to getting kicked out. Yeah. Is, again, what I've heard. Like here, here's the deal. When I was at uh when Austin visited us the first time, there was this asshole in section 201. Like we could see him hanging over the railing and uh straddling the railing. Most guys from Austin like to straddle things anyway, usually other guys. Um, straddling the railing and causing a scene, and they threw him the fuck out. And we said, Good. Because if you're if you're leaning on the railing, you're hanging over, it, it could be dangerous. And you could bring a lawsuit, somebody could get hurt, somebody could die, somebody could get injured. You're throwing were they throwing water bottles or just spraying water? Were they actually they're, throwing I shit? They were just, no, they weren't throwing anything. It wasn't anything about the water. I believe. Yeah, you can't stand on the fucking. It was railings. all about the standing on the railings. It's that's all about like legalities and lawsuits and being held accountable for somebody getting hurt. Like I, if I was if I owned that stadium and people were doing that shit, I would say something too. Now, would I would I ban them from games? Probably not. I don't know if they got. I don't know if that's legit. Like you got banned for banned permanently. I don't think they didn't. They didn't get banned permanently, to my Some, understanding. Somebody posted. I think it's in the Discord. Somebody posted. Yeah, DJ wrote, "I got banned from the venue." He didn't get banned. He wasn't even there. This is what he's saying. Oh, Jake. No, no. This is dude. I'm reading it right now. It says Jake DJ Smook. I'm gonna read this shit. Go to Twitter. Hurry up. Oh, I, I read the tweet. That that no. He was saying that he was he was implying that the surge as a whole were banned, and that's not the case at all. No one was banned. Oh yeah, because I'm reading through, and it says uh, some of the individuals may have gotten a ban, but I can't imagine an entire SG being banned over what happened. Yeah, uh, no. The, the whole it's, the, the support group was not banned. From what I'm from what I'm understanding from the emails I saw, is that no one was banned. Yeah, it's not that's not really a bannable offense. It's, it's a they were just they were just they were just asked to leave for that night. That's my understanding of it. Yeah. If they were, if anyone was permanent banned, that's pretty bullshit. Especially when it's one a one time offense. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you get warned and then you do it again. And they throw you out. That's enough. But like, if, if you're going to use racist terms or you get caught chucking shit at players or other people or, or homophobic slurs, I understand bans for that, but not, not standing on the railing yeah, because standing he, on the railings. here's my thing is there, there are some rumblings in uh supporters land about being unhappy, being mistreated, uh, not receiving the same amount of benefits. And it's, it's hard to build back what we had it with an alienated fan base if you continue to alienate them further however supporters groups got to maintain a sense of calm a little bit except for Abateon, you all do your thing do your thing um they got to maintain some type of order because you do set an example and if you're not going to follow the rules you can't you can't go after other people when they do it too you know yeah for sure but uh i don't know i just I'm looking at it. And there's a, there's a lot of complaints, and it's it's real simple. You were told not to. You did it anyway. They threw you out. It's no different than if you fucked up in school. Like it's if you, it's, if, it's all about de-escalation. Yeah, just take a breath. That's ironic. Me talking about de-escalation. <laughs> that's, that's irony for you. But uh, yeah, that's take a breath and relax. It's it's a it's a game. You know what? If you can't handle your shit in the supporter section, go to a regular seat. Go to a regular seat, sit down, watch the game, stand up on corners, cheer, yell, whatever. But if you can't handle yourself over there, don't fucking sit there. And it's, and and I'm going to say that the, I think the Dynamo security is also not perfect either. I mean, if this was a new rule they wanted to be implementing, they're saying they've been doing this for years, which I'm sure they have. If the Dynamo wanted to start this new rule at this time, 
they definitely should have said something better about it and you should have communicated it better. I would imagine even then, go ahead. Even then once, once it starts getting enforced and if people disagree with it, which is fair, then I think there's better ways to handle it. Yeah. We just got tagged in a tweet by Adam Benlazes again, supposedly Sebastian's there's interest, but this could be just this agent talking shit. Uh, Glenn Davis just tweeted that. Oh, tight. That a boy. Glenn. I believe it. Not that I don't believe Adam, but I don't know. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn literally just tweeted that like five minutes ago. Tight. Tough year for Sebastian Ferreira as he yeah. was handed a one-game suspension. Sources tell me that he has interest now from other MLS clubs. Maybe they're going to convert him to a six, looking at his, how physically he was with uh, <laughs> SKC. Like, Let's make him a defender. Let's do this shit. Let's do it. Okay, so here's another thing. Where was the fucking pregame barbecue? Apparently they started late and then they uh they screwed up the, the venue. People are pissed about this too. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> Bill, bullshit they're pissed or bullshit how they handled it. No, oh, the club. That's bullshit on the club. Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned the other day about transparency. I think the club I mean, have they done better having events, really marketing to the people? I don't I don't feel like they have. The product's better, but I don't feel like the marketing has improved. Do you? No. But then again, you also got to look at it. There is a lot of people in these positions for marketing and just different front office positions are all in their first year. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I guess it's, it's finding your stuff. I mean, yeah. The networking, maybe next, if next year, say next year, it's the same way or the year after, I think then it's panic button time. I think this first year, I mean, on literally every front with the club players, coaches, general not general manual sort of yeah everything I, I, scouts it's all new and it's all networking too it's it's not what you know it, it's literally who you know you know the right people you can do anything because i mean I, i've i've worked with i've worked with great comics that don't know anybody and can't get a fucking show and i've seen some terrible comics that are in every show because they know people yeah so so it is all right joey we got questions because daddy's Daddy's got a show. I got two fucking tonight. An open mic and a show, but you ready for I, this? I one? saw the questions. Some they're, of the questions are raised. Some good ones. They're good ones, dude. They're good. I'm excited. I'm excited. You want to pick? You want to go? You want to pick which one we do first? Uh, yeah, let me, let me pull it up. I like Rudy's. Yeah, let's Rudy's. do Rudy's. Wendy Rudy's. Shout All out right. Rudy. Rudy, good fucking questions. Shitty on you for not getting out to the, the, the bar the other night. But dude, the, the mic <laughs> here, dude, the other night. All right. So th- that mic, it was the day after 4th of July. There was me and one other comedian that went. I ended up doing like 15 minutes and most of the people, there was probably 15 people in there. Most of them were just like, they watched, they laughed a little bit, but dude, they weren't there for comedy. It was, my mom was like, my parents were there. That was like, the the jokes were good, but God, the the crowd was rough. Anyway, (laughs) uh, Rudy says, Joey, you can go first. How many chickens would it take to be able to kill a lion? Okay. How big are these chickens? Let's go regular size chicken. So, how big is the chicken? How big? Is, that's a good question. A chicken weighs. See, I, I eat a lot of chicken, but I don't. I don't see a lot of chicken. I do. The, see, the average weight of a chicken is about five and a half pounds. Five and a half pounds. Okay. Yeah. So a chicken weighs five and a half pounds, and a lion weighs fuck three hundred and thirty to five hundred and fifty. All right. Let's do some math here. Do some math. What? Some math. Oh, math. Sorry, I'm getting excited about it. All moving. right, so it would be about like 70 chickens to match the weight. Yeah, but then you got to take the claws and so, the teeth into account. 
That's true. So I'd say we'll take the amount it takes to to get to the weight and double that. So I'm going to go 140 chickens. So then I all sit on him and they start just clawing the shit out of his back, I guess. 140. 140. Yep. That's your answer, Rudy. I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to go big. I'm going to, I'm going to say a thousand. A thousand. Cause I mean, you can rip a chicken's head off pretty easily, right? Little old lady. Yeah. But if there's 140 the chickens on top, if you double your weight, then you're not going to be able to get the well, chance. To well, now you got to think, all. now you got to think a surface area. Could you fit 140 chickens on one lion? You know what I mean? Too. Now, Joey, here's 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 a here's another question. How many chickens would it take to be able to kill Joey? Probably one, honestly. Oh, Joey. They just gotta make me eat him when he's raw. Oh. Oh, gross. <laughs> Fuck. You went you went dark. How come how come raw meat doesn't kill lions, but it kills us? Why are we That's so weak? True. All right. Let's go. Uh all right, let's go this one. Balake Blake, original Blake 96 says. Should Sebus look into WWE? Yes. I think he should because right now he's not getting a lot of appearances in MLS. And he says, if we sell Sebus, who are we going to open up uh, to open up the DB spot and get a nice chunk of change for Coco? Who are we going to get? Oh, man, these questions. I, I can't ever answer these because I don't fucking know. There's like thousands of potential players. Who, yeah, who are we going to get? I couldn't tell you, but I could tell you the profile we should get. Who's the guy they released in Portland? They didn't release anyone. You talk about Santiago Moreno? Yeah, him. He wasn't released. We'd have to probably break the MLS transfer record or to sign him. Okay, that's who we get. We sell Sebas. We sell Coco. We get uh, Christopher Santiago. And Dan, I, I, Dan th- I think I, 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 I think the type of profile we need would be someone. I, I think someone who's dynamic to create and score chance and score chances. I think, I mean, you look at a player like a Drew C level talent. I think that's the kind of profile we need. Someone who could sit on that wing spot and kind of do a bit of everything. He could get him behind. He could make a play with the ball at his feet. He could serve it up for someone. I think that kind of player is what we need. You know, I was thinking the think, other night. Think, oh, go ahead. No, you finish, finish, finish. I think uh, I think an inform Elise could be that kind of player. Oh, yeah, he could. Really stretch the field to fuck would be so fast up top. Oh, dude, uh, he'd be so, he, in inform Elise added to this team would be unreal for the system. Yeah, you know, you you oh, the other day I was looking at the, the the MLS team of the team of the week, and I saw Driusi on there, and I thought about you and how often you talk about Driusi, Joey. I think I'm going to implement a rule for every time you compliment Sebastian Driusi, you have to donate one dollar to the Houston Dynapod Foundation. <laughs> Which is, is mostly me. But yeah. Um shit. Okay. Next question. Let's see. Adam says, any chance you see us dealing Sebus? Joey? Any chance of us any selling Sebus? Yeah. Yeah. Well, ben just said there's interest or not Ben. Glenn just said there's there's interest. So yeah, there's I mean I think it's a high chance. I think I it's an almost definite that, it, or if it's not, if it's a definite that if he doesn't go this window, he goes next window. Yeah, I'm hundred percent chance he's he's gone before 2024. Yeah, he's there's. I think there's probably like a five percent chance he's on this roster starting next season. Yeah, and I, I don't think he he doesn't go down as a miss to me. He had a great first year. He just no, he doesn't fit the system a miss for me. Really, 
He doesn't yeah. fit the system. I mean, you, you you had a different coach in Nagamore. You hire Olsen. The system yeah. changes. Last year he was good. This year he just doesn't he's fit. Good. He wasn't great. We spent what four point five million dollars on him. We can't. I don't want a striker that's good. I want a striker that's great. I wonder if he uh, if they did it just so, just to shut us up about uh, spending money. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player. He's not the level of player I would expect for spending that much money on him. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Next one because we are getting real short on time. Moosey Poo Moza says, kind of weird. We like these questions, dude. Weird questions are the best. But if you had to pick a dynamo player to be your sugar daddy, who are you picking? I'm picking Herrera. He makes the most money. Yeah, same here. Yeah. And he likes to party. He's got a wonderful house. He dresses nice. Right? That's I mean, true. Who who would be second? Bossy. Oh, I bet he's fun. He's funny. I like that guy. You know, I think would be a terrible sugar daddy is Escobar. Escobar just looks too intense. <laughs> he, he looks too intense. Franco Escobar looks too intense to be a fucking good sugar daddy. He'd be like, you ever seen Scarface? Yep. You know, when Tony gets really into the cocaine, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. what Franco Escobar would be. Where he's like, your woman's so paluda. You can't even have a little baby, man. I think he would be, <laughs> he would be like that. But I love Franco. He's my fucking favorite player. Dude, I love him too. All right, Joey, this one's for you first. Nathan Murray says, would it be dumb to re-sign Baird? I think this is his last year, right? Yes, this is his last year. Would it be dumb to re-sign him? No. I, I think the right move is to re-sign him. Well, it, it all depends on the salary. What's his exact salary right now? Let me look it up. Six or seven hundred. Six. Is it really that high, low? I thought it was six or seven, man. I thought it was six or seven thousand dollars. I don't know off the top of my head. You get the exact number. Doing it too. Corey Baird's salary is five fifty. Yeah. Um. Maybe. So five fifty. If if we're resigning for five fifty, I think it'd be dumb. What yeah. I what I would say if we could get him around like the four hundred mark, I would I'm... say that it's an absolute great move because you got to take into a lot of things. He's had a good season. He's had a really good season, I think. And he's a player who, to me at least, it seems from the outside looking in, is comfortable playing as a sub as well and he's someone who plays for the badge not for himself so when you got a player like that who's also american which is an underrated aspect of roster building is when you have american players who don't cost international spots who could be spot starters great squad players it's valuable you you get a little bit more especially when you're an attacker because the league is so dominated by foreign attackers if you have an american attacker who's good enough to start and be one of the first guys off the bench it's 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 worth a little bit. So I I would say if, if we could get him a little bit on a pay cut, I think it's a great decision. If he wants a pay raise, I would say no. Yeah, no. If we get him back on the same, I would say it depends on how long the contract is. Yeah, if we you did know, the it would same, be stupid. If we did the same contract, I'd do a year. But honestly, I'd like to get him under five hundred, two or three years, maybe two with an option for one R option, and then uh, then we move on because he's twenty seven, right? He's still youngish. He's young enough for a winger. He's got yeah. a couple of years left. And he could play different positions. He could play the striker. He could play the wing. We saw him against SKC. He was playing. He was playing more like a center midfielder. Yeah, he played midfielder. He could play a back. He, he could literally almost play anywhere but goalie and center back. Play yeah, anywhere. He, kind, he right. kind of played like they played Coco, and they kind of played him as a right center mid that could drifts wide. That's how they played Baird this last game. He was playing really deep at moments. He was playing like a ten at some points too. Yeah, he was, he's a versatile American good player. You're really stressing the American, Joey. Do you hate people that aren't American? 
Yeah. Me too. I, I think we should just only have Americans in MLS from here on. Dude, out. I would like, love a team like that, like a, like a Shivas of MLS, like all awesome. Americans. Somebody was mm-hmm. saying, uh, Pelusic should have went to MLS. Really? Really? Oh, that was Alexi Laws. That's that's. I think that's fine. Alexi Laws is one of those guys who knows his shit, and he's really. I mean, he, but he just loves riling people. He up. loves fucking with people. He does. So he'll he'll go out there and just say some outlandish thing that he knows is stupid just to just to bring an engagement yeah and yeah. it's funny it's it's funny because people get really outraged like i don't get outraged i just i, I know what he's doing i just yeah. think it's funny he's kind of like twelman does he, it too he, he's no he told him does it too. i think he, he's like the colin coward of, of like american soccer if you watch colin coward ever you, you would know what i'm talking about which is funny too, because Alexi Laws goes on his show a lot, where he, you know, he he's just a smart guy, and he knows how to bring engagement to his show. Who do you think is the most annoying sports broadcaster out there? I'm going to go Stephen A. Smith. You I know, think. I think Stephen A. Smith is fine. I think he gets annoying on ESPN, but I think if you if he has his own like podcast, he does now. I think it's actually really good. Yeah, we should do a podcast. We should. We should start one. What would we call it? <laughs> Two dicks, one ball. It's a good one. Oh, that is a good one. You guys, we're rebranding. We're going to be like Bayou City. We're rebranding to Two Dicks, One Ball. <laughs> That's I'm trying to think. Most annoying like sports media person? Maybe Rudy? Fuck you, Rudy. Rudy, Kid. yeah. <laughs> he's a, he's a, yeah, I heard him uh, interviewing Herrera. I was really proud of him. I heard his voice. I was like, ooh. Rudy's up there talking Ache Ache. Rudy's making it, dude. He's making something. Hell yeah. Love you, Rudy. Making or mistakes. Play. Making mistakes. Making a fool of himself. And making sure to not fucking come hang out with me when I tell jokes. God damn it, Rudy. <laughs> All right. I uh, think, like, I don't really hate a lot of sports guys. Maybe Skip Bales. I find him. He, he does the thing, too, where he says dumb shit for attention. But isn't he the I one that got chewed out? Is talking serious. Go. He has gotten chewed out before, yeah. Jalen I mean, Rose, he, wasn't it? Even when he is Slack, no, man. uh, what's his name? Shannon Sharp has called him out a bunch of times on their show. Well, there was a basketball either. player where he was critiquing the, the NBA guy, and the NBA guy's like, well, How many points did you average your senior year of high school? Oh, was that, that, that Jalen? I don't know. I think it was Skip or Colin, it was one or the other. It wasn't Colin, Colin, uh, it, then it, was, it, it was Skip Bayless, then 100. Yeah, yeah. Skip that Bayless, was great. even when he's even when he's being serious and not trying to like. Bring engagement. He's still he's still a dipshit to me. So yeah, I like when the athletes do that. They call you out like you weren't even a fucking athlete, and you're criticizing me. You couldn't yeah. even carry my jock. And I love when they do that, man, because that's how it is. I, I feel the same way. I mean, it's it's sports media. It's just I think we will we have every right to criticize them, and they have every right to criticize us back. So yeah. All right, man. Last question. We are we're already over time, but I love you so much. It's hard not to to run over. Mike Maselli. First question we addressed, Mike. He said, if we were to sell Coco above market price, who would be a good fit? We we, we thought Winger. We said Moreno, right? Uh, second sure. part, I, I kind of like. <laughs> what do you think Ben is thinking about what the fuck Sevis did at the end of SKC? Joey, what do you think Ben's thinking? God, Ben's probably thinking, what the fuck was that? I mean, it was just so out of nowhere. <laughs> I think Ben's also thinking we need to really get this guy off the team. Was the gate was the match tied when he did it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was off the kickoff after Franco scored. Oh, then you know what? Then I'm okay with it. I'm. I'm okay. Like 
I like seeing fire and aggression. I don't like stupid ass fouls, you know, but to body him up, which is really no different kind of similar to what happened to Tate Schmidt, a little bit, little different. Um, I like to see that fire and aggression and that, that, that caring. And if you were down, a goal, no, it's not like Tate Schmidt though. He didn't hurt anyone. He was just faking the kickoff. He was just being a dick. I thought about the, uh, didn't he knock the shit out of somebody? Kendo? No. No. Uh, Sebus. Yeah, Sebus did. Yeah. I'm I was talking about the reasoning it. for it. I thought you were talking about like it was if it was a situation like a Kappa where they were like where he hit, knocked over Schmidt, it would be okay for him to do something like that. But that's what you were getting at. Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't. I told you, I only saw about 20 minutes of the game. This has been a fucking brutal week, dude. I've had my kids nonstop for like 10 days. They're wearing me out. Send help. Send 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 fucking sleeping pills. Send Xanax. It's wearing me out. But um, Joe, you got anything else? I got to get fucking dressed and roll, dude. I'm, I got to be there in 28 minutes. I think we got everything covered. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You got to go. Joey, what were we doing simultaneously right before we recorded? Taking a shit. We were pooping together. It's my it's my after work shit. I do it every day. Thousands of I got a shit before we record because I want to make sure that I'm I'm in the right headspace. But man, that was that was beautiful. I love you. You're great. <laughs> love you, man. All right, man. Uh, that's been it, guys. Uh, like, share, rate, review, subscribe. If you're in the area, come check us out on July 19th at Big X. And as always, wait a minute. Where's the button? As always, go Dynamo. the far post can he get a shot off it's Ferreira to get his second yes he does goes in off the hands of JT Marcinkowski Sebas Ferreira has picked up the second it's four to two Houston Dynamo shout out to my favorite band familiar with failure for the introductory music you can find them at fwftx on all social media platforms once again that's familiar with failure check them out badass band cool ass people